Hey, welcome to the Fantasy Football Genius Podcast, where winning isn't everything, it's the only thing. Stay tuned if you want to crush your fantasy football league. Happy Monday to everybody out there. Hopefully you had a fantastic weekend. Hopefully you got the W. Hopefully you secured the W. And if you have not done so yet, good luck in the matchups tonight. If you have someone going tonight, good luck. If you're fading someone in tonight's game, good luck. Hopefully you can pull off the victory in Week 14 and move on to the next round of your fantasy football playoffs. That's right. The season is... Starting to come to a close. We're starting to see those Saturday night games, which means the NFL season is coming to close, which means our fantasy football seasons are coming to close. We're seeing the championship games coming up in the next couple weeks. If you're still one of those that has Week 17 as your championship week, get that changed. Talk to your commissioner. Make Week 16 your championship week. You don't want to see someone that you've rode all year long get you to the championship game, and all of a sudden they're sitting out a full game or a half because they have everything locked up. You don't want to be that owner. It's not fun. Get those changes to Week 16. But enough of that. Let's not look forward to the future. Let's talk about what happened this past weekend in week 14. Today on the podcast, we will talk about injuries that occurred this past weekend. We will talk about some of the big players, the big-time players that came out, the monster games. Likely, if you do not have one of those players and you played against them, you're sitting at home wondering, am I going to pull off this W? If you had one of those players in your lineup, you're sitting pretty. We'll talk about a few of those monster games that we saw over the weekend. We'll talk about a return of a fantasy stud getting back to our fantasy lives. That's right, Mr. Rob Gronkowski is back in our fantasy lives, putting up a decent game in the Patriots' loss to the Dolphins. And we will close out our podcast, as we always do, talking about the one-game slate over on DraftKings and FanDuel. Life-changing money up for grabs again. little extra cash in our bank account is always a good thing, especially this time of the year with Christmas just around the corner. Let's go on ahead and jump right into the podcast. Let's talk about some of those injuries that occurred this past weekend. Let's talk about the players that did not suit up, players that we saw a late scratch of Odell Beckham. If you had Beckham on your team, he likely were struck with some horrible news Saturday as he was a late input in what he was going to miss the game. Big name player, not in the lineups. That's a common theme this season. We also saw Melvin Gordon, James Conner, Matt Breda, big-name players, likely helped you get to the spot where you're at, not suit up for their Week 14 games, likely your first-round matchups. Hopefully, if you had one of those on your teams, you were able to pick up someone to fill in for them and get you on to the next round. Players that we lost in Week 14 due to injury, LaShawn McCoy with a hamstring injury, exited early against the Jets. He's questionable for the week 15 week. And we all saw Jordan Reed exit with a foot injury against the Giants. And we saw Tyreek Hill leave but come back with a foot injury. But he is questionable for this upcoming week 15 as well. And we saw Cortland Sutton, the player that I was very high on coming into the season and coming into this week when we found out about the Emmanuel Sanders injury. I was very high on him. If I told you to pick him up and play him, 
He did not do so so, so great. I uh, was bit by that bug as well. I picked him up and played him in uh, plenty of my leagues. I'm feeling the pain as you are. Hopefully, we're all able to withstand that dud kind of game for Sutton. He left the game with a injury, but he would return. But he did see a, a limp from him moving on, so we got to keep an eye on him as well. And as high, high as I am on Sutton as a player for his future, maybe I'm a little earlier on him. Maybe he's not um, the, that number one option that I thought he maybe could become. I was a little worried with Sanders. I liked him um, with Sanders on the other side. And then so, then the news came, Sanders got hurt, and I was kind of kind of happy for it. But not happy, but kind of uh, looking forward to seeing what Sutton can do in that offense. I don't know if he's that number one option just yet. He's a little young, still has a lot to learn. But if you're in a if you're in a uh, keeper league or a dynasty league, I think Sutton is going to show us that he is that star player next year and moving forward. And I still think we have one of those games where he breaks out and has a monster game to show us what his ceiling truly is. I just don't know. Is it going to come this week? Is it going to come next week? Or will it come in week 17 where many of us are not playing that week because these seasons are over? Who knows? But he's a player that maybe he's not as significant as I thought he was going to be this year. Maybe that's going to happen next year. If you have him, if you're in a keeper league, definitely a keeper to keep next year because I think he is going to show us all at some point that he is the number one option in the offense. But enough of that. Let's go on ahead and talk about some of those big name players that put up monster games this past weekend. It all started with the Tennessee Titans against the Jacksonville Jaguars on Thursday night. If you played the one-game slate over on DraftKings and FanDuel and you did not play one Derrick Henry, you likely did not cash Derrick Henry getting in this box not once, not twice, not even three times, four times, 200-plus yards, Derrick Henry putting up a monster game. I'm wondering how many players are going to fall into the trap of playing Henry if you moved it to the next round. I think that was a game that we're not going to see out of Henry. I think Henry is a very talented running back, but this is still the backfield that we're seeing from this team all year. I don't think Henry is going to do nearly, obviously not nearly, I don't think he's going to do much uh, moving forward. I think Henry's going to go back to being that bust type of player this year. But it was nice to see a former um, up and coming that we all looked at and loved the the prospects of have that monster game on Thursday night. If you played against them, that's just bad luck. A lot of people didn't realize that that kind of game was going to happen, so he didn't play in many games. But if you're one of those very few that played against Derrick Henry, bad luck. And if you're one of those very few that played him, congratulations and see in the future. You are a mind reader. And you can see in the future, you should buy a lottery ticket because you hit the lottery on Thursday with Derrick Henry's monster game. Big games obviously didn't end on Thursday. They transferred into Sunday with big games from George Kittle to the San Francisco 49ers. Seven receptions, 210 yards, and a score. We saw Josh Allen get over 100 yards rushing again. We saw a big game from Julio Jones getting a couple scores. We're starting to finally seeing that touchdown positive regression we knew it wasn't going to happen all year we knew julio jones was going to start scoring and was going to start scoring in bunches that's happening he got in the box a couple more times with over 100 yards we saw patrick mahomes do a mahomes type of things throw for 350 yards couple scores that's just an average day for mahomes seems like and now with the game against the chargers on thursday night you got to wonder what kind of monster game he's in store for in a division game and talking about the Patriots, we talked about Rob Gronkowski. We talked about the return. He got over the 100 yards. He got over the 100-yard mark. He got in the box once, but he also allowed the 
game-winning scorer. For some reason, the Patriots decided to have him as the last line of defense, a guy that hasn't been able to move like he used to. Those injuries have caught up to him. He can't move. He's kind of stiff. He looks like a robot back there. But he had a monster game, a good game for fantasy owners. And if you have uh, Mr. Gronkowski in your lineup, if you drafted him, you finally were giving a solid game out of the start. And now hopefully we can see that moving forward. And he returns to that Gronk type of player that we were used to seeing. We also saw Saquon Barkley have a nice game, over 170 yards rushing, and the score saw a big game from T.Y. Hilton, nine receptions, 199 yards, nearly 200 yards, didn't get in the end zone, but that's great numbers for both standard and PPR leagues. And Mr. Andrew Luck, nearly 400 yards passing, couple scores, big game for a big-time player. It's nice to see Luck back from that injury and having a, a sensational season for the Indianapolis Colts who are looking to make it back to the postseason in 2018. We also saw, and this player is likely, if you did not have him on your roster in DFS, you likely didn't cash across the industry. Amari Cooper, monster game, 10 receptions, over 200 yards receiving, and not one or two touchdowns, a trio of them. Three scores for Amari Cooper, including the game win. Um, including the game winner, Mari Cooper, monster game for the Dallas Cowboys. Looks like the change of scenery from Oakland to Dallas. I liked it back then. I love it now. A lot of people didn't think he was worth their first-round pick. Maybe not, but what kind of, what kind of impact are you going to have out of a first-round player? We know Amari Cooper is a talented player. We knew the Oakland Raiders weren't using him right. The Dallas Cowboys are. He's made the Dallas Cowboys, Dak Prescott, Ezekiel Elliott, the entire offense, a much better team. Dallas Cowboys might be a team to be reckoned with in the playoffs. Sure, the Saints and the Rams are the favorites to win, win the NFC and, make, and represent them in the, in the Super Bowl, but you got to have... At least look at the Cowboys as a contender moving forward. And speaking of the Rams and the Saints, Saints did get the W, and the Rams got the loss, which puts the Saints back in the driver's seat for the home field advantage, and they're um, getting all the games in their home stadium. Both teams with two losses, but the Saints own the tiebreaker as they beat the Rams. Both offenses really didn't show up for their games. The Rams especially, Jared Goff, four interceptions, it looked like we maybe Gurley retired before the game because he didn't get any looks hardly at all. Both Goff, both Gurley, and the passing game for as a whole didn't do much against a very stingy, stingy defense. And the Saints, yes, they got the win. Yes, they scored 28 points, but not much out of the big four there. Ingram got in the box, but it was late. Michael Thomas got 11 receptions, which is nice for a PPR league, but that's about all he did. Drew Brees, Alvin Kamara didn't do much. But moving forward, if you're able to move on to the next round in your, in your playoffs, don't feel like you need to worry about any of those players in the Rams or the Saints. The normal players are going to do the normal things. They're going to get back on track this week, I believe. And mo- most likely, if you, set, if you have one of those players, you might be sitting in a first-round bye, so this week didn't matter to you. And if not, hopefully you pulled out the W and you can use them next week as they bounce back in a major way, both teams, um, on offense. As for waiver wire pickups this upcoming week, as we look forward to week 15, who are we looking at picking up? We throw out an article every Monday called Monday Morning Water Cooler, where we take a look at some wide receivers, some running backs, some tight ends, look at some streaming quarterbacks, some streaming defenses. We also talk about the injuries that occurred this past weekend. It's a premium article, $5 a week, $29.99 for an entire season. 
I give you all my looks of what I'm looking at in season-long leagues for that kind of stuff and also those injuries. So a few different options I'm looking at for the waiver wire this week. I believe my number one option is Justin Jackson at the Chargers. We saw um, Austin Eckler go down with an injury. And you got to wonder, with a quick turnaround playing on Thursday night against the Kansas City Chiefs, you got to wonder if Eckler's going to be able to suit up and go. And we already know Melvin Gordon is hurt in that offense and wondering if he's going to play. That makes Justin Jackson possibly being the go-to guy in that offense. And we know a game against the Kansas City Chiefs means plenty of points, plenty of yards, plenty of scores for both sides of the ball. I think Justin Jackson could be a steal if you're able to get him. Or if you're like me, I picked him up last week just for the chance that maybe um, he's looked at down the road and this injuries for Gordon is bigger than than it thought. But now we have Eckler hurt, so maybe Justin Jackson turns into that gold mine that I thought he might become. I think he is your number one option in the, on the waiver wire this week. If you're looking at a wide receiver, I still like Cortland Sutton. I think if you're in a keeper league, um, I think he's a definite must. I still think he's a must no matter what. But if you're in a keeper league or dynasty league, I think Sutton is definitely a pickup. And I think there's still a game in him that we could possibly look at. It's just one of those things where I think he's going to be much more fit into a flex, flex role. If you need a flex spot, Sutton is still an option to look at in season-long leagues. If you're looking for a tight end to pick up, I like Ian Thomas with Greg Olson out. The Carolina Panthers are going to have to find someone to help McCaffrey carry the load on offense with Cam Newton, I think Ian Thomas, and then also DJ Moore in that offense. I think those are two names that are going to stick out most, and I like Ian Thomas moving forward, especially at a very thin tight end position. If you're looking to stream a quarterback, one name I'm looking at is Josh Allen. I think he has another solid matchup against the Detroit Lions, and what he can do on the ground with his legs is a plus in that um, for that position. Josh Allen is a streaming quarterback option I'm looking at in Week 15. As for defense, if you want to be sneaky and take a gamble, I think the Bengals might have a decent game in them against the Oakland Raiders. But if you don't like the gamble, look at the Buffalo Bills against that same Detroit Lions team that we talked about with Allen. I think the Bills are in for a big game. But keep an eye on Cincinnati if you like to take a gamble on a defense. Cincinnati could have a decent game against the Raiders. And if you need a couple names to uh, drop to fill in for those pickups, a couple names I'm looking at. I'm still looking at Tennessee backfield. I'm still thinking ten, uh, Derrick Henry and Deion Lewis are not worth the raw spots. If you need space, definitely don't don't feel like you don't have to drop them. I think Henry and Lewis are worth the drop if, if you need a raw space. But only again, only if you need the space. I wouldn't just drop them just to drop them. If you need the space, feel comfortable dropping both Henry and Lewis or even someone like a Jordan Howard for the Bears. But again, when I tell you to drop someone, it doesn't mean you definitely drop them. It just means that you can feel comfortable. Yes, it's going to feel weird dropping someone that just ran for four touchdowns and over 200 yards. But as I talked about, the Tennessee offense, the ground game is a split unit. And it's one of those things where they've been frustrating all year. And I think a lot of people are going to fall into the Henry trap. I don't think he's going to be a player to, to trust moving forward. I think we saw they blow up game. It's going to cause a lot of people to start Miller. Uh, I'm sorry, start Henry. Hopefully your opponent starts him and you don't, and that'll be an easy, hopefully, the way I'm thinking, it'll be a bad spot for your opponent, not you. And as always, we will talk about the DraftKings and FanDuel, both sides putting up life-changing money, both sides putting up six figures for the top prize. DraftKings has a $10 entry fee, as, as always, million-dollar prizes, top prize being $250,000, FanDuel being a $9 entry fee. 
$100,000 up top, $550,000 total prize pool. Difference between the two sites is FanDuel is a half PPR league where DraftKings is a full PPR league, and FanDuel relies much more on you need to find someone that gets in the end zone and get those big big plays um, in the passing game ground, in the ground, ground game. So uh, the non-catching running backs are much bigger in the are much more needed on FanDuel than they are over on DraftKings. You want to find people that get a lot of targets in the passing game over on DraftKings. And the difference between the two, they both have a FanDuel's is called the MVP spot. DraftKings is called the captain spot. You get one and a half times the sal- the points for both positions, but DraftKings you're paying one and a half times the salary. That's how you can be very contrarian over on DraftKings. FanDuel is a little harder to be contrarian because you're going to want to play the the best players over on FanDuel. So there's a lot more chances to split first place with a lot of people on FanDuel compared to on DraftKings where maybe you can find that contrarian lineup and get a little lucky with a low salary player catching a long ball, getting the end zone, that all of a sudden you helps your team. Over on FanDuel, how I'm trying to be maybe be a little contrarian is playing both kickers. I think tonight's game could be a defensive struggle with the kicking game um, coming into play, kind of like last night. Obviously, you're not going to match last night's defensive struggle because it was a fantastic defense. If you love defensive football, last night's game was a great game for you to watch. But I still think we we get a game where the defenses are played well, and you're not going to be able to play the defenses over on FanDuel like you can on DraftKings. So the way I'm looking at it is maybe playing both kickers, using the MVP spot for Russell Wilson. I think this is a game that Russell Wilson uses legs a little more. And I kind of like running it back with Diggs. You have to play somebody on both sides, so you have to at least have one player from both teams. And I think Diggs might be my option if I'm not using the kicker. Diggs is my option over on Minnesota. I like Thielen more on DraftKings than I do on FanDuel. And I like both running backs in Seattle. Um, Likely, I like Chris Carson a little more than I do... Mike Davis, but with Rashad Penny, I think both Rashad Penny is very questionable to play tonight. And popping up on the injury report late last week, I think a lot of people may overlook that and not play the running backs. And if you want to be a little more contrarian, maybe look at Mike Davis, or maybe if you want to get one of those players that has has a chance for a decent game. If 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 the injuries fall his way, with Doug Baldwin being possibly out tonight, being questionable with a hip injury. And again, I think he's very questionable. I don't think he plays tonight. Maybe you look at Jaron Brown. I'm sorry. Because of where he's at sitting salary-wise, being right next to David Moore, being the same price as David Moore, and if Baldwin does miss, Moore is going to be the number two option there in the passing game. Jaron Brown is still going to get looks in that offense, and we saw what he can do last week with the looks he has. He scored a couple touchdowns. And maybe Jaron Brown's not played as much because a lot of people go to David Moore. That's one way you can be contrarian over on FanDuel. But like I said, it's a lot harder to be contrarian on FanDuel than it is on DraftKings. So how can we be contrarian on DraftKings? Plenty of people are going to look at Adam Thielen, Stephon Diggs, Kirk Cousins, Russell Wilsons, Dalvin Cooks, Tyler Lockett. The, the players that we know who they are, they're going to look at those players for the captain spot, <clears throat> which means you can't have all those players in one lineup. So how can we find a way to get all those players in one lineup? Finding a very low-salaried player to put in the captain spot. Finding a player that I think has a shot of maybe catching a touchdown 
and maybe getting a couple receptions. And if you can get 10 to 15 points out of your captain spot, but still being able to play all the stars, that's one way to be the contrarian. And that's one way to also take down that top prize because you're being contrarian, because you're able to get all those points from the other stars. One way I'm looking at doing that is by playing that same guy I talked about on FanDuel, playing Jaron Brown. I think he's I think he's mispriced over on DraftKings, especially if Baldwin misses. He's fourteen hundred. Only 2100 to put him in the captain spot. If you do that, that allows you to get Thielen, Diggs, Cousins, Wilson, and one of the kickers. So you get all the offense from both sides of the ball. And if this is a game that I think is going to be low scoring, I don't think you need to have that captain spot go off like you do in a, uh, like you did in the Chiefs and the um, the Chiefs and Rams game. If you didn't have that a star player in the captain spot, you likely are not going to cash, weren't going to play, have a shot at, at anything. Where this kind of game with a low-scoring game, kind of being a defensive struggle, I don't think any player really goes off. So maybe we can go with a Jaron Brown in the captain spot. Or even being really uh, low is maybe if you want to take someone like um, putting one of the running backs to Chris Carson, one of those players in the captain spot, and then rostering a $600, I'm sorry, a... $400 Ed Dixon, and if, it, if we see Baldwin miss time and we see Ed Dixon use a little more in the passing game, that's the way to be contrarian. People aren't going to scroll down all the way down to the end there to find those kind of players. That's the way I'm looking to be contrarian. If you want to be safe, the player I'm, I'm likely going to probably not have a lot of, especially in your cash games, is maybe Kirk Cousins. Having not, not having a lot of Kirk Cousins. Maybe using both of his receivers but not having Cousins because I don't think he has a lot of upside. But I'm going to run a lot of Russell Wilson. I think Russell Wilson's legs is the way to go. And, and on DraftKings, for your quarterback to have the upside that you really want, you need to have a running quarterback. And we know Cousins is not a really mobile quarterback like Russell Wilson is. That's the way I'm looking at being contrarian on DraftKings and FanDuel, as little as this can be on FanDuel. And if I can't win the top prize, hopefully one of you guys can. And hopefully all of us, uh, or a majority of us, can try to be contrarian, try to find ways to cash at least, and have a shot at that top prize if one thing falls your way. It's always nice to have that nice little sweat late in the game. Hopefully one of us can win it. If it's not me, like I said, if it's not me, it's one of you guys. Have that life-changing money. A cool quarter million on DraftKings. A cool six figures, $100,000 on FanDuel. I wouldn't mind either one of them. Hey, heck, I wouldn't mind, mind both of them. Go into the Christmas season with a nice, fat payday on both sides. But that'll do it. That'll do the podcast today. Hope you guys had a fantastic week. Like I said, I hope you guys pulled out the W. And if you have not done so yet, hopefully you secure that win by either fading a few players or having a few players do something for you in tonight's game with the Minnesota Vikings and Seattle Seahawks. And if you have not followed us over on, on Twitter, please give us a follow at Fan Sports Genius. And over on Instagram, we are Fantasy Football underscore Genius underscore. And if you have not checked us out for your DFS and season-long needs, please give us a look at www.fantasyfootballgenius.com where winning isn't everything, it's the genius thing. We are trying to make better DFS and season-long players out of you by giving you a few pointers, some some tools that we like to use that, that help, help me to be a better player. Hopefully I can help you become a better player at both DFS and season long and hope you take down your season long trophies with it just around the corner. Enjoy those games. Enjoy the week. And we will see you later this week where we look forward to the week 15 edition of the genius cast. Have a great day. Have a great week. And we will see you next time. Bye-bye. 